this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Welcome. Uh, so glad you are joining us uh, again this week. If you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we've started a series called Navigating Life. And uh, today, uh, which is for many of us, if you're watching on Sunday, is uh, Father's Day. And it's a, it's a chance for us to, for me to have a conversation uh, with, uh, with Gary, uh, a chance for us to talk about what we picked up on last week, where it talked about, you know, really leaning upon God and, and seeing what does trusting God really begin uh, to look like. And so, Gary, uh, welcome. Thank welcome. you for uh, coming and uh, hanging out with me. Uh, we're actually uh, in your garage. And so thank you for hosting us here. A couple quick observations. Uh, your garage is way nicer than my garage, uh, and uh, I'm sure you all noticed the bike uh, behind us. Your stuff is way nicer than my stuff. So uh, we're going a bit off script here, but any chance I could take this out for a spin a little later on? Uh, probably not. Depends uh, if you ride like Sean Blackmore. Um, I'd like it back in one piece. There you go. There you go. Probably not everyone knows who Sean is, but we do. And so, Sean, um, I probably ride worse than you. So <laughs> I uh, totally appreciate it. But um, just just kind of jumping in the conversation, uh, talking about faith, talking about, like, what does it look like to really actually trust in God? And so about a year ago, you got some very hard, uh, difficult news. Um, can, can you share with the others? What, what was that? Um, yeah, a year ago I got diagnosed with a brain tumor and it was uh, brain cancer as well, which is uh, glioblastoma, which is stage four and the worst possible cancer you can have for the brain. Um, they've also told me that it was treatable, um, manageable, but not curable. That's, that's news that I can only uh, imagine how, how hard it is. I remember some of the conversations. I remember some of the, uh, the texts uh, back and, and forth. In our conversations, you, you mentioned that at this time in your life, uh, you uh, believed in Jesus, but it wasn't fully a part of your life. Can you just unpack that a little bit? For us. Yeah, I um, always had a strong belief in God, and uh, he was with me throughout my life. But I consider myself more of a part-time Christian. Christian, sorry, um, Went to church when I felt I needed to go to church, and uh, I prayed when I felt that I needed to or when it was convenient. And um, through this journey here, it's definitely changed my life 100%. When I first got diagnosed, I didn't want to, or I actually didn't even hear what type of cancer I had. I just wanted to go home, kind of reset myself, and then and refocus and do some soul searching. So I, I love that. I love that phrase, like a, like a part-time Christian, right? It's like there's some things that we do part-time in our lives, but it doesn't really occupy us. And in so many times when really difficult things happen, that's... That's a bit of a crossroads for people when it comes to God, when it comes to faith. And so what did this diagnosis do for you when it came to your faith and your uh, belief in God and your belief 
name of Jesus. What allowed me to reset my whole life and actually give my life to God and just literally said, I trust in you. And uh, it didn't happen right away. It took a little bit of time for me doing some praying and um, praying for the family. But I actually just said, God, I am not in control of my life. I am going to trust in you. I'm going to follow you. And um, we're going to walk through this journey together. And um, he has never let me down a day in my life. And I have walked away from him multiple times, but uh, he's never walked away from me. And um, through this whole journey, I can feel what he's done for my life. He has changed me 100%. So what, what does that look like on a day for you? Like when you, when you get up, um, you just kind of think about God. Like what does that look like? Because I think a lot of times people are like, yeah, like I, I want to have God more a part of my life. But just do you have a routine? Do you do certain things? Like what does that look like for you? Yeah, I do have a routine. I actually get up every morning. I do my devotional reading, and uh, which leads me to scripture reading as well. And I got a great book called Jesus is Calling uh, given to me from a lovely lady in London. And it starts my day, and I feel completely uncomfortable if I do something different than the routine that I'm following right now. Um, and it is full-time work. It really is. Like uh, people that say they'll go to God whenever they need to um, and feel comfortable when they want to go to Him, um, you only get part-time results. You really have to you do it full-time. I, I have devoted my time to Him 100%. Trust in him, and it it really does change how you feel. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, we've we've had multiple conversations on your on your back deck, uh, mm -hmm. hanging out in here in your garage. Mm -hmm. And I remember after Easter this year, uh, which is a couple months ago, mm -hmm. uh, you you made a comment to me about how this year Easter was was different. What what was different about Easter for you? Well, for years I've listened to the story, right? And you listen to that he was crucified. You listen to that he was he rose from the dead, and uh, but I never really backed it up with part of the Bible. And everything he said that happened did happen. He told everybody what was going to happen, and that he was going to be betrayed, and that he was going to be crucified, and that he was be risen from the grave. It really took this year for me to understand that, and it comes from devoting, or devoting my time to him and reading the scripture a little bit more and, and trusting in his word. A word you continue to come back to is uh, trust, mm -hmm. right, of just trusting. I mean, you continually talk about how the cancer you have is treatable, uh, but it's, it's not curable. Mm -hmm. And even just before we started shooting, like, you don't, you don't know what the day is going to play out for you. And that's what I've so appreciated about our, our conversations uh, back and forth. So let me, let me flip it a little bit because there's people watching who uh, perhaps are kind of like still feeling out Jesus and still wondering like, okay, like how real is this? So let me ask you a bit of a harder question. Uh, what if, what, what would you say to those who say, well, you know, of, of course you're devoted to, to God right now, uh, but what happens if suddenly cancer goes away, you're healed, 
do you go back to the old Gary or what, what is this? What does this look like? Yeah. Well, my mother-in-law asked me that uh, a few months ago, and, and I will tell you the same thing in a roundabout way that this has been life-changing for me, and uh, I am a better person today than I was before this cancer. So I appreciate that, and it's only through walking with him and doing my devotional reading and spending time with him that it has changed me. So I will not go back to the old Gary um, because he made a promise to me, and uh, I want to live out the promise. I really do. Um, and I want. I made a promise to him as well that I give you my life, and you are in control. And even the other day when I was struggling through the day, um, I said it about nine or ten times out loud, saying, you know, take my fears and my worries, and you are in control of my health. I am not in control of that. And it really gave me comfort to know that he relaxed me, and it, like I say, I can't keep saying it enough, it is life-changing, so there is no going backwards. I love, I love that, I love that phrase, life-changing, right, because, you know, it, when you when you come to Jesus, it's about that sense of transformation. And I mean, you look at the year, you look at what you've been diagnosed with, you look at the the, the hospital, the going to the doctor, all the all the medical appointments, and not like, feeling crappy a lot of the times, dealing with medication. But um, just just hearing that that reality of, of just how life changing it is. So clearly, it's had an impact upon others around you. Um, so talk a little bit about how has your faith in the last year uh, impacted others? Like clearly people are seeing physically what you're having to go through. Uh, and so what's, what's been the impact? What's, what's been the response when the people see you and how you're responding to this, uh, this reality? Well, they've definitely been able to talk to me a lot more freely about how I'm feeling in, in my faith. And, and people that come out and visit, they can, the ones that would like to talk to me about uh, my journey, they, they talk about it, and uh, and I share with them that uh, it started off very small, but it's led to something more incredible, mm -hmm. and, and like I say, it's, it's something that we, we go through, and I hope people will ask me questions because they, they really need to know. And I think that's so important. I think it's so important for us to see the fact of just just how we live out life, and it's not always initially what we say, but it's really uh, just just how we live and, and the impact that has. So uh, one uh, one one last question, uh, and we we've talked about this a few times, and uh, I, I don't think I'm stepping over any lines, but you know you've you've mentioned that with this diagnosis of cancer that it's treatable but it's not curable. Now all of us uh, have to face the reality of of death. But I'm sure when you get a diagnosis like this, uh, the reality of death, life after death, uh, becomes a bit clearer. Mm -hmm. And so uh, how have you navigated that? Do you, know, do you think about it? Do you just ignore it? Like, what, what do you do with it? Well, there's a few different scenarios on that. Like, we've had conversation with cancer. You're allowed to have the conversation because you have time. So. We've been, Heidi and I and the kids have had conversations about what could be the outcome of this. Um, may not be the outcome. We don't know what life is going to hold. And I firmly believe when he 
calls us home, we're going, right? So and we don't have any of that choice. So, but I'm not afraid of death at all. Um, I firmly know, or I truly know where I'm going. And he's promised us uh, eternal life. And uh, I want that uh, to be part of my, well, I know it's going to be part of my journey, right? So, so I'm not afraid of it. I'm just really afraid of what I leave behind. Mm. And uh, that's my family and my kids and, and all my friends and everybody around me. The things that you can't take with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gary, I uh, I really appreciate this conversation. Uh, I I really appreciate you know what what I have seen in you, uh, what I have learned from you, and just to see again what what trusting God in the midst of all of life, in the midst of some of the difficult places of life, um, truly begins to look like. And so, uh, thank you for letting us come and hang out with you. You're uh, thank you for uh, uh, sharing uh, your story. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people have been supportive of you uh, along the way as well. So just uh, really appreciate uh, your time. You're welcome. And I'd like to, one, two more things that I did forget is if you start the journey, just open up the book and spend some time a little bit by little bit. And it will, it will definitely help you. You don't have to do it all at once. He didn't tell us that he was going to bless us and we can just, you know, walk through life and then come and see him at the end. It is, it is work. So just take it a little bit at a time and it is, it is amazing. And um, I'd also like to thank the congregation for all their prayers and everything they have done for my family and myself, and you included. Um, it is, it's been life changing and uh, there is so much power in prayer. So. Well, thank you, Gary. It's been uh, it's been great to have this conversation. And as I just think of those that are, are watching this, uh, those that are going to be joining us in person uh, in, in a couple of days, uh, that this is an opportunity for you. I just just that last comment you made. I, I don't want it to slip away. That you know, begin with where you are. I, I say this over and over again. But but Jesus meets you wherever you are at. And so maybe you're in a difficult place. Maybe you're in a place where you have got some absolutely horrible news. What does it look like to take a step closer uh, to Jesus? Because that's, that's what Gary did. And we, we start to see the, the transformation taking place uh, just in, in the midst of his life. And, and the same can be true uh, for you uh, as well. So uh, before, we, uh, before we wrap up and uh, continue with just a, a final song, uh, let me uh, let me pray for those watching. Uh, but Garrett, I'd also love to uh, just just pray for you. So for sure. let's uh, let's pray together. And so, gracious God, we are we are grateful for your promise and your goodness to say that you will be with us always. That there's nowhere we go that you are not there. And God, sometimes things happen in our lives that we may not understand, that we may not even want. But may we learn to really lean in on you. And so I thank you for Gary. I thank you for his faith and for his trust. But we continue to pray for his physical healing. Jesus, you are the great physician. You are the one who can do more than we could ask or we could imagine. And so we just pray for Gary. We pray for, for the healing of his cancer. But we also pray that you would use, continue to use his life to, to impact others and draw others closer to you. I pray for those that are watching that perhaps are going through a difficult place on their own. Or perhaps this is the moment where they're like, yeah, I, I need to take a step closer, Jesus, to you. May your presence be known in their life. 
And may your goodness be known for them. For we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So now may the blessing and love of God the Father Almighty, the grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the peace and the comfort of the Holy Spirit be with you today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.